Well, hello, children. Welcome to another episode of My Spooky Gay Family. I'm your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles. And I'm your resident spooky smartass, Sam Baxter. And, and this, this is, is My, my spooky, spooky Gay, gay Family. family. <laughs> Hello, Sam Baxter. Hello, Pussy Mom. <laughs> it's weird that that's become our like default intro in these new episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's been happening a lot lately. I'm not really sure why. Well, hello, Sam Baxter. I'm going to have to come up with something new to say to you in the beginning of the episode. <laughs> uh, I shudder to think. <laughs> another plug. Um, <laughs> they should be paying us for the number of times. You know, it's funny. I was playing the uh, the New York Times crossword puzzle yesterday and one of the um one of the clues was like to shake in fear and the first letter was s and i was like i know what it is (laughs) (laughs) and i was like it's shutter it's shutter and sure enough it was shutter and i was like god damn i was like i the number of times in my day-to-day life that i use the word shutter i should i should get royalties every day (laughs) every single day What's new with you? Not a whole hell of a lot. Um, I don't know. It's it's Thursday. It is Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I do like Thursdays. It feels different now because the minisodes are uh, on the Patreon. So it's like Thursday feels like extra special because that's when the episodes come out. <laughs> <laughs> Although David and I were kind of talking and we had th- we had this idea to like kind of put previews of the episodes out the minisodes okay I, I don't even know if they're, they're like not even microsodes anymore they're they're basically full-length episodes that we just moved to the patreon but um so it's still like there's still a little something coming out on mondays which feels nice it makes monday feel a little more special yeah just one joke to tide you over the thursday it's a full five minutes and <laughs> so you one joke. you were the five minute clip this week Was did you I even really? notice i did not notice <laughs> Uh yeah, it was it was you telling the story of the um the catacombs in Edinburgh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not the whole story, obviously, because it was more than five minutes. But if you uh heard the preview, you got you guys should definitely go and check it out. It's a really great episode, and Sam tells an awesome story about her travels in Scotland. I've always wanted to go to Scotland. One of these It's days. a lovely country. How much of it did you see? I mean, out the window of a bus. <laughs> I saw a good bit of it. A good bit. Is it big? It's not. It's not terribly big. It was one of those things that um, we were getting on the bus in Edinburgh. And um, our tour guide was like, now listen, we have a really long drive. So if you have to go to the bathroom, now is the time to go. And Sarah and I were like, well, how long is the drive? How long could it possibly be? And she's like, two hours. (laughs) And And we're like... Fuck me, honey. That's the other end of Jersey and back. I know. Like, like, <laughs> like I forget how much bigger the U.S. The US is yeah. than this tiny little island. 
Well, that's what's funny to me. Someone said I was I was doing a show. I I was talking about this in the minisode this week, but I did a show in Connecticut this past this past weekend for a friend of mine from high school who got married. He came out after college and he got married to his now husband. And I went up to do a show in Connecticut for them for their wedding. And they were like, oh, my God, it must have. They were like, how was the drive? Blah, 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 blah. It must have been crazy. And I was like, oh, it was like almost two hours. It was like just about two hours. And they were like, oh, my God. And I was like, that's like nothing. I've driven longer in one like in one direction to get to a show before. It's it's <laughs> insane. I, I feel like I drive way more than than most people. I must because a, a two hour drive seems like nothing to me. That's like two podcasts. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Is like two hours isn't isn't really anything. It's it's when you get to like six and up. Yeah, or even like four. Like, like a... you know, if we get to four, it's like because it's about four hours from here to like Cape Cod. Yeah, and it's you need to take a rest. Stop. Yeah, by the end, it's like okay, I need to get out of the car soon. But it in general, it's like it doesn't bother me. Even when we drove home from Raleigh. Uh, when we went on vacation, I think it was like two Christmases ago. Do you do you yeah. remember? It was like it was like an eight hour drive home, and even that, it was like we turned on a podcast about it was like a docu series about I think it was like Doctor Death or something like that, and it was about this guy who became a surgeon who had like no business being a surgeon, and he ended up like killing a bunch of people. Uh, and I just listened to it, and by the time we were done, I like we were home. I like almost didn't even think about it. We might have stopped for food. <laughs> and to pee. And that was basically it. I don't, I just don't have that problem. I feel like a lot of other people have, have more trouble being in the car. I don't I know. Don't... Um, yeah, I would love to travel Scotland. Jess and I drove across Ireland and you can do that in like a couple hours. I think yeah, it was like, I think it's about the same. Yeah, it was like three hours or four hours, I think. And poor Jess, we got there and I was so fucking jet lagged. <laughs> and and I wasn't 25 yet at the time when we went. So Jess had to drive. And she was like, uh, she was like, okay, get in the car. And she had never driven on the left side of the road before either. <laughs> because obviously in the US, we drive on the right hand side. And so she was like nervous. She got in the car and she was like, okay, I'm going to be fine, right? And she turned and I was just like laying in the passenger seat like... <sighs> And she was like, son of a bitch. And I just like woke up in, in uh, uh, where'd we go? Not Cork. Where the fuck was it? Starts with a G. Galway. Galway. We, I like woke up in Galway and she was like, did you have a nice trip? I was like, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> it was wonderful. I loved Ireland. I would love to go back. Have you ever been? Um, I have been to Dublin, but only Dublin. Why only Dublin? Because we had a two, we had two days to do it. It was St. Patrick's Day, and we had to be on a flight from Heathrow the next day. Oh shit! <laughs> to get home, so coming home from Scotland. Yeah. Okay. The the first time we went. Wait, you've been we, twice. Yeah, we went once in college, and then we went for our our honeymoon. Actually, I didn't. I didn't realize you'd been more than once. No, I remember the you catacombs going... trip was from college, not from our. Yeah, but I remembered you going to England in college. I didn't remember you going to Scotland. We hit all three. We hit England, Scotland, and Ireland. Um, I still haven't been to Wales. Sorry, oh, Wales. The I, Welsh. I will someday complete the. I'll complete the circuit. <laughs> we need to go to <laughs> oh, Wales. Jesus Christ. And they're like, "Well, 
unsubscribe. Um, <laughs> I would love to go to Wales. I would love to see all of the UK and Ireland. I would love to go back to Ireland, but I, I've never, I had a, I had a like brief layover in Heathrow mm-hmm. and that was it. That was all I saw of London. I mean, Heathrow is not clearly the coolest thing to see in London. The coolest thing no. to see in London was the Tower of London, which I mm-hmm. had to go back a second time to go see because Why? we missed it the first time. You missed it? One of the people Like it I, left? No, one of the people... <laughs> Tower will be back in 20 minutes. <laughs> one of the people we went with, we went out to a bar the night before we were supposed to go and um, she got really sick and we were all 3,000 um, miles away from home. Sick and, like... Like... She had she she had a little too much fun. She she had a little too much fun the night before, <laughs> and we I didn't want to leave her. I was the idiot who did this, by the way. The other two were ready to like leave her, and <laughs> they were like let, let her sleep it off in the hotel room. And I'm like, we're we can't just leave her alone. Like she doesn't know anybody. She doesn't know like like because we we had a moment the night before where we were concerned that she had alcohol poisoning, mm. and like I picked up the phone and went, "What the fuck is nine one one here?" Isn't it nine nine nine? I think it is, but I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. I can tell you, I think it is because Jess and I had to call it in Ireland. <laughs> Did I tell you about this? No, I thought I talked about this on the podcast before. Jess and I were driving down the road, and it was Ireland, so we were in a very rural area. We were not in any of the cities. We were driving between, and we were looking for a gas station. So we had pulled off the highway, and we were on this like weird little side road, and there, just like on the side of the road was this like this like big puffy golden retriever oh and he was just like sitting there on the side of the road like watching the cars go by and we pulled over and we were like hey and he like came over to say hi and we like were like petting him and we were like he had a, he had a collar on and we were like we were like, oh, my God, we have to call somebody. We were like, we found somebody's dog. And so we were like, well, what? who do we call? We're like, we don't know anything about emergency services in this country. And, like, it's not an emergency. We just found a dog on the side of the road. And so we called. We ended up calling 999. I believe it's 999, whatever the emergency services number is. And um, we were like, hi, we're in such and such a place. And, you know, we just found this this dog on the side of the road it's a golden retriever with a collar and they're like oh that's murphy and we were like (laughs) we were like what and they're like yeah that's murphy that's we know him he gets out he he runs around uh they're like his owner's on the way don't worry like he'll be fine and we like left him (laughs) because poor murphy was just like hanging out on the side of the road uh he was adorable, uh, but apparently that's, like, his M.O. He just likes to run away and watch cars drive by. <laughs> he just likes to take a small sabbatical from being a houseman. Apparently. Every so, <laughs> so often. He's like, I'm just going to go say hi to strangers at the street. For real, It was lovely, though. We got yeah. to meet an Irish dog. <laughs> <laughs> he was very sweet. We liked Murphy a lot. I wish we could go back and see him again. I mean, this was a long time ago. I, I wonder if he'd even be there. But, um... Yeah, I, I that is one of my like fondest memories of Ireland. <laughs> and we did memory. a lot of stuff. We did all the like touristy shit. We went to Blarney and we went to the Cliffs of Mower and uh I we spent a night in Dublin. <laughs> we had like we had like two nights in Dublin and um the first night we went to Temple Bar uh because we were tourists and that's what you do in in Dublin. I I I remember telling uh 
someone from Ireland once. They're like, oh, you I was like, oh, I went to Dublin and I really loved it. And they're like, oh, where did you go? And I was like, oh, we just went out to a bunch of uh, pubs in, in Temple Bar. And they're like, oh. And I was like, what? And they're like, they're like, that's like that's like Times Square of Dublin. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> but the nice thing is the second night we were there, it was the night before we left. Um, Jess had kind of planned on like staying in and watching a movie in, in the hotel and like kind of hanging out because we had had a very long couple of days. We did all this in like four or five days. And so I think she was like a little burnt out. And I was like, I was 22. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, I'm going to find a gay bar. Have fun. And uh, I looked up a gay bar and I ended up going to a place called The George, which is a very famous gay bar in uh, Dublin. And Jess was like, I'm going to go with you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, come with me. And we went and like danced and and had a bunch of fun at, at the George in, in Dublin. And I I had fun without her as well. Yeah, when we were in Dublin, it was St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> so um, we watched the parade and then had to eat in a, at an Italian restaurant because it was the only place we could find a table. Really? Yeah. So I had Italian food on St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day in Dublin. Day. Yeah. How was it? It was it was okay. It yeah, was, it wasn't bad. I'm interested to know what the Irish take on Italian food is. I mean, based on the person who was serving us, I believe it was actually owned by Italians. So oh, we got like good, Italian. We, yeah, Italians. we got pretty good Italian food. Actually. Not like Italian Irish. Well, I mean, yeah, no, he had an accent, and it kind of sounded like, like I'm not I'm not good at like pinpointing accents, accents? most of the time. Hmm. but especially when they're real good. like not, yeah, like, not yeah, like accents it's, it's, on netflix yeah like he didn't sound like mario brothers but like you know it's not he he brings out the tray he drops it he's like Wah! but you know his his first name like clearly wasn't patty either so yeah know, it's, it's like... <laughs> considering he was olive skinned and mustachioed um huh that's interesting i don't remember we didn't have any like when we, I mean, when we were there, we went to mostly like typical Irish restaurants. I don't remember eating like Italian food in Ireland. <laughs> I feel like I would remember it if I had. <laughs> we were actually kind of sad about it at the time. Why? Because we wanted to go to hmm. a pub, but like you could not get in the door anywhere. That is kind of sad. I imagine that would be, I, that would be kind of disappointing. Maybe one day we'll go back. I, I would love to go to Ireland and see a little bit more of Ireland than just, like, a couple square blocks of Dublin would be nice. I know. You I know, will say I really loved – it was a beautiful <laughs> country. I think Ireland is one of the prettiest places I've ever been, if I'm being honest. I'm completely convinced of that. I would love to go to Scotland, too. Scotland yes. is, like, high on – my top three right now is I would love to go back to Ireland. I would love to go to Scotland, and I would love to go to England. That is a that is a solid week-and-a-half trip. And I would be, like, a pig in shit. I would be so happy. Because <laughs> that is, like – I'm, like, I want the cold. I want the damp. <laughs> that's, that's what I want. And David is, like David, – David has actually said he would love to go on the trip with me. Um, so one of these days I'll, I'll drag him across the pond when we're, when we're invited back. (laughs) That's when we're no longer disallowed from going. I was told by someone not that long ago that apparently 
you can go but there's a lot of like rigmarole that you have to go through well you have to quarantine so you have to plan on like a like a three-week trip just to get a week's worth of really yeah because you have to quarantine for two weeks well i had heard i had heard from a friend who was traveling for work that they were able to go but they had to be tested just before they went okay uh to to go right i don't i that seems we like if we were planning like a quarantine stay in in the uk or ireland we'd have to like call Caroline and be like hey <laughs> can we sleep with bob marley this week we have to have a week of of quiet <laughs> And she's like, a week with Bob Marley is not quiet. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. (laughs) But anyway, what the hell were we talking about? I don't know. What is the episode this week? I have no idea. I've totally forgotten. I got so excited because you know what? The idea of like traveling to kind of like the motherland (laughs) 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 seems so appealing right now and david's family at one point had been talking about going on a trip to italy and i was like well if you go let us know we want to go with you i was like i want to go to italy i i would love to travel more i think when we were younger it seemed so inaccessible in our house Mm -hmm. because obviously there were five of us and and you know everything was so expensive uh Everything seemed so impossible. It seemed like, oh, I'll never be able to go to any of these places. And now as an adult, it seems much more doable. And I would love to travel more. I mean, it's definitely good if you can do it. I know. Um, But anyway. But anyway. (laughs) I think there's an element of traveling over there that appeals to me because it feels spooky. It feels spooky? Yeah, there's something about, you know, there's like, there's very strong, like, pagan roots in, in obviously, like, Britain and the UK and, and, uh, and the not UK. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's something that feels like, I want to go over there and see what, um, what witchiness is like in another country because I feel like American witchcraft has obviously been uh, changed to suit our culture a bit. Mm. Um, So I would love to see what it's like in another part of the world. I would love to meet some like witches from another, another part of the world. That would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of one of the things that motivates me to go back. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of spooky shit, uh, this is my spooky gay family, so we, we are going to talk about something spooky today. Um, it is, my God, what are we on, week 11? I think this is actually 12. It can't be. That would mean that next week was Halloween. Yeah. No. Is it? From the day this comes out? Oh, shit. Yeah, no, this is week 12. This is week 12 of the 13 weeks of Halloween. That is like the saddest thing that anyone has ever said. I'm legitimately, Just imagine next week. <laughs> I'm like legitimately sad about this. I mean, it was going to end eventually. I know, but I guess I just imagined that it would go on a little bit longer. You this was the fastest 13 weeks. weeks of 2020. <laughs> 
<laughs> like it feels like we're still in fucking March, but <laughs> but the, these thirteen weeks went by like like crazy. Fast. They did go quick. It's so sad. But the thing I keep reminding myself is that like just because Halloween has come and gone does not mean that we don't get to keep being spooky. So I'm going to roll with it. No, we're spooky. Three hundred and sixty five days a year. Three hundred and sixty six. On a leap year. On a leap year. <laughs> and this was. That's that's true. It was a leap year, wasn't it? I we totally got, forgot. We got 366. You wouldn't know it because uh, it seemed like this year just went on forever anyway. But um, we have 366 spooky days this year. And so today on this spooky day, we decided we were going to talk about some stuff that uh, happens to be like one of my favorite parts of of the holiday which is kind of uh the haunt decoration slash preparation for the holiday and i'm okay. very excited about this conversation because <laughs> i have seen some really good haunts i have seen some really good haunts not just the attractions but like people's homes and things like that and it's something that really like it makes me feel all like warm and toasty because it's like when you see someone with that like decked out house, you're like, oh, these are my people. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you, it's almost like you found your tribe. <coughs> um, I, I love finding the haunts around town. Are there a lot of are there a lot of like spooky houses in your town? Not really. Um, because it's so hilly and because the houses are kind of far apart, we don't really get like a lot of trick-or-treating. There is a parade mm. they hold every year. A parade? Yes, they hold a like a costume parade for the kids every year. Where does it go? It goes down Main Street. Oh, I was like I was like, where the fuck is Main Street? Um <laughs> That's a pretty that's a relatively short little street. Yeah, no, it's so. It's, it's nice a bit, and simple. It's a bit of a walk, but it's it's not bad. Do the stores on Main Street decorate? Not really. That's it's so not sad. a particularly spooky town. Which is ridiculous because it's filled with these like old Victorian homes. And it's like <laughs> you have the perfect setup for this. It's like God said, this is spooky town. And they were like, no. <laughs> no, shan't. That's so sad. Do you ever decorate your house? Um, we haven't decorated our house mostly because a no one will see it because again we don't really get trick or treaters. Yeah, but and you do get a lot of traffic. We do get a lot of traffic. The problem is, is most of our decorations we need for decorating our friend's house mm. because they do get a lot of trick or treaters. Yeah, and I know I've talked about this on here before. Yeah, we've but, talked a lot about yeah. uh, decorating their house and. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm like I'm, I have a, a frog in my throat. Um, we we go there almost every year and, and decorate their house, and it's one of the yep. better parts of Halloween. Um, I always love it because the kids do get very excited when they see that house. It is like a hundred percent decked out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you have like a favorite? Do you have a favorite haunt that you've ever like come across, just like going around? Um, I saw one actually in um, Flemington, New Jersey. Flemington. I don't even know if I've ever been to Flemington. <laughs> it's on the way to New Hope. You might have passed through it. Oh, then probably. But um, New Hope is very spooky. 
Yes, New there's Hope a lot of really cool good. shit to see in New Hope. Uh, there's a, again one of our favorite witch shops, Mystical yeah. Times. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Ding. Send the check. <clears throat> but um, yeah, no, it's <coughs> like like um, like my town and kind of like your town. There's a lot of old houses, mm. and um, one of them had decked out their Victorian home in just like every conceivable Halloween decoration you've ever seen. It was like walking into spirit of Halloween, that one section where it's just all the animatronics. <laughs> <laughs> like and that one that we saw that was like the, the ghostly graveyard keeper, like getting a blowjob. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there was an animatronic. We went to spirit Halloween. Not that long ago. I'll, I will post the video because I took one. The animatronic is this, it's this like skeleton kind of like Grim Reaper figure and he's like eight feet tall and he's holding this this woman and he like raises her up to his face and then like sucks her soul out and it has like a fog element and all this shit. But then when he like puts her down, he like draws her to him so her face just like ends up in his crotch. And I was like, this is a very yes, strange animatronic. <laughs> that thought out (laughs) it's like a jeffrey epstein halloween lawn i'm like what the fuck is this um continue i didn't mean to cut you off no i mean there really wasn't much else to the story other than like me like pointing excitedly from the car and going like oh look they did it like they they did it (laughs) like there's someone out there who has the money to buy all of these animatronics and it's that person right there yeah do you um, do you prefer, because there's a lot of, uh, people go in so many different directions when they're doing haunts. Obviously you get the people who do like really scary, creepy house haunts. And then you have the people who do kind of like the light and bubbly kind of spoopy haunts. <laughs> I think I prefer the spoopier haunts just because like, I don't know, like, I, I get the desire to turn your house into a haunted house, but mm. it just, it seems like so much effort, A, mm. and I'm lazy, <laughs> and, <laughs> and B, it's that kind of, you never know what someone's fear threshold is, and when you do it at your own home, yeah, you're, you might be asking for trouble. A problem. Yeah, that's understandable. And I I I get that. I do get that. I guess there's also that part of me that's like well, I'll make my house so blatantly like I will make you so blatantly aware that this will either be something you want or don't want that you will either skip it or dead dove, or, dead dove do not eat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In big letters across my front lawn. <laughs> That's how I feel about Because I tend to go for the more, like, spooky-ooky, creepy, scary haunts. I really like when people go, like, all out and they do, like, crazy shit. Like, I want them to go, like, as far as they possibly can. Because if I had a house, that's what I would do. I would be, like, it would look like the fucking Adams family in my front yard. <laughs> That's how I feel about it, if I'm being honest. I mean, that's totally fair. I think, um, I, I would, I don't know, I would sort of ca- categorize the Adams Family as a little spoopy, as opposed to spooky. They are, but 
part of the spoop stems from like how scary it is. It's like <clears throat> so scary it's almost nonsensical. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it kind of it's so far deep into scary that it's kind of come back around to farce. Yeah, that's kind of what I like about it. And that's what I like about the Adams family. Uh and that's kind of what I would emulate, I think, in my haunt. I would want like the low-laying fog and the gra- gravestones and I want like an animatronic that like pops out of the bushes. Like I want shit like that. I want it to be like you're going through a haunted house to get to my door for candy. That's what <laughs> I, that's that's my sole desire if I'm creating a haunt. We've done kind of similar things in the past at my uh, my friend's house. Mm-hmm. Um like we did one year where it was the spider's lair, so to speak. I remember that one. <laughs> um, which was really fun. I got a new animatronic for that one, which made me very happy. What's his name? Um, her name is Beatrice. Oh, her name. Excuse me. Sorry. Yes. No, that was the year we got Beatrice. We've had Dante for quite some time. Dante has been around for a long time. You had him back in the apartment. Yeah, no. Dante's been around for at least seven years. How now. do you describe Dante to people? <laughs> <laughs> Dante is um Dante is kind of half a skeleton with a long black cloak and we added eyeballs to him. He did not come with them. <laughs> they um, I I wish they had been like googly eyes. They kind of look like googly eyes. <laughs> Cuz it's literally just an eyeball drawn on like a post-it and yeah. stuck into his eye socket, but yeah. for some reason it's very effective. It is very effective. He's spooky. <laughs> But um, we actually lost one of them, so now he only has one eye. He's one-eyed. Yeah, he's one-eyed Dante. One-eyed Dante. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's like, uh, what's what's the pirate's name from Muppet Treasure Island? Oh, uh, big fat bug face ba- eating O'Brien. Bug face baby, baby eating, eating O'Brien. I. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, Dante's been with us for quite some time. I would I would refer to him as spoopy rather than spooky, but he that, is spoopy. He's kind of silly. That being said, like we have set him up on their lawn on more than one occasion where people like walked up and weren't expecting him to move, and he's mm. gotten a couple people to jump. That's good. So I I'm like that. good on Dante. Do, but you have another one that you got the year of the spider, didn't you? Yes, we have. We got several that year. Actually, we got Beatrice, and we also got the jumping spider. The which, jumping spider. No which name. Which is a staple from Spirit of Halloween. It is. Um, I did not name him. Oh. Um, which is, I grant you, kind of sad. Can I name him after a really wonderful, uh, drag queen from San Francisco who sadly passed away a little while ago? Yeah, sure. She was a really, really funny queen and like legendary, iconic. I loved, loved, loved her, and sadly she passed away a while back. But her name was Peggy Legs, and uh, <laughs> so I, I dub your animatronic spider Peggy Legs. <laughs> I will, I will keep that in mind when we set her up. Beautiful. <laughs> and Beatrice, for the record, is like kind of a vampire Elvira looking. Yeah, she's kind of a she's she was billed. She the actual name of the animatronic is like the Spider Queen. Mm. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't realize that. Um, she doesn't look very spidery. She has like a little spider brooch that I think we lost. <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, and she had like spiders in her hair. She's reading a book called uh, "Everything You Always Want to Know About Spiders, But We're Too Afraid to Ask," and that's yeah, the only exactly. thing. <laughs> She's in sweatpants. No, but also when she talks, like her, her dialogue <laughs> is spider centric. Spider centric. What does she say? Uh, she says like, "Come into my parlor," said the spider to the fly, kind of thing, and it's it's mm. relatively creepy. 
<laughs> Beatrice has never gotten anyone to jump though. No, well, she's not very surprising. No, she's not because you can kind of you can kind of tell that she talks when you're walking up to her. And also, Dante has like this loud, noisy like it's like almost like a gust of wind that plays with his voice. Yeah, that is surprising when it starts. But the thing is, like, he just he laughs. <laughs> like and it's not a scary laugh either no, like he's it's like, a, he, he's, he's, he's like ho 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 kind of thing <laughs> like if you did not know any better like i could put a santa hat on this thing and stick him out for christmas and it would be like perfectly acceptable you should you should you should make him uh santa bones <laughs> dead santa what what would we call him i don't know krampus I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, you should do that. Put a little Santa hat on him and put him in the yard for Christmas. <laughs> I'm not above it. I'm afraid it'll get ruined, though, because it'll be so cold and, like... Cold, but it doesn't really snow for Christmas anymore, so... Yeah, that's true. It'll be fine. On the other hand, this year has been surprising, so... I know. It'll be like the first white Christmas in <laughs> 20 years. I'll put Dante out on the lawn. It'll be three feet of snow <laughs> the next day. Just walk Maybe out we to should find do him it. Li- looking like fucking Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining. <laughs> It might be nice. I miss having snowy Christmases. I don't miss shoveling. No, but I don't have to shovel anymore. I live in an apartment, so I I welcome it. I do not, and I have a long driveway. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting old and cranky. Are you? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, but you were always cranky. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at 34, that's that's a lot. It is a lot. (laughs) Everything's a lot at 34. Actually, it's almost 35. Yes, it is. You're only almost exactly two months away. That's true. I hadn't thought of that. Thank you for that. <laughs> wow, you're only five years from 40. Yeah, we can start my birthday existential crisis two months early. So much for that. <laughs> I told Jess because Jess is turning uh, 40 next year. And I was like, I told her, I was like, you realize this is going to be the longest, most hellish year of your life. And she was like, why? And I was like, because I'm never going to let you forget it. (laughs) Uh, I'm very excited to torment Jessica about turning 40 because I'm not 40. (laughs) And the funny thing is, is like, we can't even torment you about turning 40 when you do it because you can just turn to us and be like, well, you're 44. I can. And I will. <laughs> so get ready. Prepare. Prepare thyself. Um <laughs> Yes, I'm very ex- I'm uh, 35 is nothing. That's like that's nothing. But what the hell was I talking about? Tell my gynecologist that because she was a little Every she has to wash the dust off her hands. Because every gynecologist in the world, the second you turn 30, is like, so are you going to have babies? You're going to have babies? Are you going to have babies? Because you should have them before you're 35. Have you considered babies? <laughs> what can I do to get you into this baby today? Baby? Like, baby, 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 baby. <laughs> baby, baby, baby. And you can oh. sit there and no matter how many times you say, I'm not having children, every single time you go. It well, will be, have you considered having children? Are you going to, are you planning on having children? How about children? It's even funny that they do this to like bull dykes. Like, <laughs> like, they do this to everyone it's with like, a uterus. It's, it's like, not, look at me. I don't want a baby. <laughs> Leave me alone. It's not even, but they're like, because you know, it gets a lot harder after 35. 35, you know, it gets a lot harder after 35. I'm like, thank you for that. <laughs> number one like can we please get down to business here to defeat the huns like can we please like, just 
just deal with this. There's like a drum roll coming out of your crotch. What is that? This is the most musical gynecological exam I've ever heard in my life. Donny Osmond pops out. He's like, ah! No, but ask any woman. The second that you turn 30, it's just like, so babies? Unless you already have babies. And honestly, probably even then. Really? Yeah. You could be, I'm, you I'm could be like, I have six kids. They'd be like, okay, but you know, you've only got another five years. <laughs> so if you want to have six more, it's like, no, leave me alone. It's like, Get the no one is more aware of your like ovarian ex- expiration date than your lady doctor. <laughs> <laughs> like, but the funny thing is, uh, th- that's what always strikes me as so funny. Because I, I do obviously know that after 40, the chances of becoming pregnant are are much slimmer and then there are the chances you can of have having complications, a complication yeah. with your pregnancy is much higher but it always like it always struck me as funny because it's like if if you're 40 you've still got like 10 or 15 years before menopause not always you could have as little as like six really yeah some women enter menopause much earlier than is that others. common I mean, I don't know how common it is, but like I. When did you have yours? My menopause. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, shut the fuck up, you stupid ass. <laughs> Sixteen. I only I, 16. Hit <laughs> I hit puberty and then I hit menopause right away. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> Actually, it would have been kind of nice. I imagine. Eh, it depends on how you look at it. I, if I were a woman, I would have wanted I to. I don't want to have to take estrogen. You know, like I don't, I don't want to have to like take that shit. It's bad enough in its natural form. I don't know how store bought <laughs> is gonna be. You know, it's like. I if I were a woman, I would be like, grow the boobs, get everybody out, like <laughs> everybody <laughs> abandon ship, everybody out. I want boobs, I want hips, and I want everybody see, gone. See, you're saying that because you don't have the boobs and hips permanently. Well, yeah, I don't. I can't say that I would necessarily want boobs. You know, if your boobs are pissing you off, you can just take them off. Mine are also made of foam, so they're yeah. much lighter. <laughs> it's like, believe me, if I could like unscrew this nonsense, like it would be. You know what would be a great invention? A boob dolly. That's like a sling, a boob but it's dolly. on. Yeah, it's like a sling that you put under your boobs, and then you hook it to these poles. And you walk around. So you walk around like it's like an IV. (laughs) (laughs) But it would relieve so much of the pressure, right? Yeah, but like, (laughs) do you need your house to be ADA compliant for that? Like, (laughs) are you saying you wouldn't want it? I don't know that I would necessarily want to have to walk wheeling a pole (laughs) everywhere I went just to like cart these around. Like the over-the-shoulder boulder holder is bad enough. <laughs> like, like I don't know if I if I need like something that has like moving parts. <laughs> Same parts. I'm I'm fully in on the on the tit hitch. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> Make it sound like you're tying up a horse to drink. <laughs> See, it it can be uh, energy conserving. You can just it can be. Uh, Horse powered, literally. <laughs> How many horsepower is that hit that tit hitch? One. <laughs> one to one horsepower. <laughs> but anyway. This really took a this took a turn somewhere. How did we get on to gynecologists? 
you said 35 was no big deal and i said tell that to my gynecologist oh. and that turned into a 20 minute thing about <laughs> tit hitches and tit hitches i like parts. the tit hitch copyright uh trademark you you all heard it here first you cannot steal it um where the hell was I going with this? Oh, so haunts. <laughs> that would be a great prop at a haunt. A tit hitch? To have a woman outside on a tit hitch being like, come here and help me get into the, uh, the house. Rah. Like some like old crone on a tit hitch. I'm telling you, we, we have invented a, a, a revolutionary product here. <laughs> the tit hitch. Um... Yeah, so what it boils down to is I would want a much spookier haunt, I think. I I tend to like the spookier haunts. I know that you you kind of fall somewhere in between because I wouldn't call your I wouldn't call your decorations spoopy. No, not always. There's there's usually they're they're a little bit edgier than than spoopy. They're Especially your scary. jack-o'-lanterns. Your jack-o'-lanterns can be <clears throat> quite creepy. I know, I'm very proud of them. <laughs> <laughs> I like them a lot. This is always like one of my favorite parts of the holiday. Um, do you have a specific decoration or style of decoration that you do not like that you're like, I, this is a hard pass for me. I am not a big fan of the inflatable vinyl stuff. I think it's a little too Christmassy. That I have the same reaction to it. Like, and I don't know if that's just because there's so many more of the Christmas ones that I just, I just associate it with being a Christmas thing. Yeah, it also never, um, it doesn't have any sense of realism. And I feel like part of what the fun of Halloween is, is like, like we talked about in the trick or treat episode, it's like you dress as one of them to walk among them. And it's like, it feels a little bit too like Disney Channel Halloween, you know? Yeah. I, I get that. I think for me, it's probably the same vein. It's like the wacky waving inflatable flailing tube <laughs> decorations or like the ones that you just like that like hang by a string in your window and i'm not saying that they're bad it's just not my style <clears throat> yeah no like even the stuff that you get at spirit halloween that's just like a big chunk of styrofoam that's all dressed yeah. up and you just hang it from a tree somewhere it's like this doesn't really do anything for me yeah it, i guess i i like it to have a little more nuance i want to have some personality yeah personality personality uh yeah i'll agree with that i i think personality is the key that's why i love i really love homemade haunts because you i don't have a problem with using spirit halloween items but i have a lot of respect for people who kind of like go the extra mile of like touching them up or changing them or making things on on their own to supplement them it really kind of shows a dedication to craftsmanship that I have a strange passion for as a drag queen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like a MacGyver, a human that I just like, I like when things are kind of custom designed and made and created. It's fine if it's off the rack as long as you tailor it. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to put down anyone who has off the rack either, but like my personal preference is, I like when things have a personal touch on them. I like when it feels like you really put some some time and effort into it. And these haunts can be things that take a very long time to put together. Like 
you don't have to have an amazing haunt the first year you're doing it. It can be something that, you know, every year you add a new decoration, which is something you've done too. It's like every every year or every couple of years, you know, a new piece ends up in the collection and uh, it all kind of ends up coming together at a certain point. You don't want to see the inside of my garage. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what movie is this? I spit on your garage. Um, now... There are there are other haunts, obviously. There, we've talked a lot about the home haunts, but we have not really gotten into the like professional haunts, like the the haunted houses that you go to as like attractions. Um, do you still go to those? Um, I used to go to them. I've kind of petered out on mm. them, to be po- perfectly honest with you, just because I don't. I have found that I don't like being scared that way. Mm, that's fair. Um, that's fair. I, I have found that I just don't enjoy it anymore. <laughs> it is a lot. <laughs> but like, no, I used to have a lot of fun going to them. And I, I really respect the artistry that goes into making a really good one. Mm-hmm. Because it's a very difficult thing to pull off. But like between the makeup and the setting and <clears throat> lighting and all of that, like mm. you, people do some really cool stuff. And it really depends. I mean... I've been to some really great ones. I've been to some really bad ones. Last year, actually, before all of this craziness happened, obviously, we uh, we went one night to one that Bob had recommended. I can't remember what it was called. I think it was called Field of Terror down in okay. South Jersey. It was kind of on the Pennsylvania border area um, down near, like, I want to say, like, Princeton, Lambertville, that kind of section of new jersey and bob had said he had had a really great experience there the year before and so i was like okay well i'll try it um so we all went it was a bunch of us went down and and tried it and i have to say like it was very clear that a lot of time and effort went into designing it and putting it together but the haunt itself was disappointing i felt like I don't know. It was like there was one section we walked through where we did not see any actors. And I think it's because it was like mid to late October. So I'm sure that it was very busy that night and there were a lot of people going through the haunts. But I feel like they were pushing everyone through so fast that the actors didn't have time to like reset and get ready for a new group of people. And so this was like a 10 or 15 minute walk where we walked through nothing but scenery and we, we didn't see a single act. Like there was not one jump scare. Oh yeah. That's, that's a lot. And I was like, that's a lot for something I paid a bit of money (laughs) to to (laughs) walk through. And I was really disappointed by it. I, you know, and then in another section of the haunt, like the actors were like kind of, rude like they were very like the girls ahead of us they were very like sexist towards them and uh like they said some really rude shit and i was like i'm not here for your like five minute bucks county playhouse open mic stand-up set like i j- i want you to scare me <laughs> and he yeah. was because i guess he was like i guess he was kind of in charge of like regulating the flow mm-hmm. so you would get to the room and he would like talk at you 
but it was like he was trying to be funny but it wasn't particularly funny he was actually really rude to the girls in front of us and then was kind of rude to our group as well so um if you're listening from field of terror down south jersey maybe fire travis i don't know what, <laughs> i don't know what to tell you he was not great last year didn't like him uh and then what happened was bob felt very apologetic and i felt bad because it was not his fault obviously i'm sure that he had no. had a great experience there the year before but it just like wasn't in the cards that night so um we kind of looked online to see if there was another one around because we were like it wasn't a great experience uh and we found this little place called um oasis island of terror (laughs) and we were like this is gonna be garbage let's go (laughs) (laughs) and we went and it was amazing it was um, it's like so good that we're going back again this year because they're outside and COVID compliant. So I was like, let's go get your mask. Like we're going back to Oasis Island of Terror. It sounds stupid as shit, but it was so well done and not like clearly not done on a huge budget. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, but it was like the scares were so well done and the actors were so in it and like, it just was a lot of fun and it never felt like <clears throat> it never got to be too much, but it was never too little either. It was like just the right amount of scare. Yeah. And that's a hard line to walk. Yeah. And it was like, I had a really, really good experience. So if you're listening from Oasis Island of Terror, great job. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the one that I, uh, I happen to love quite a bit is one that Adam actually uh, introduced me to. And it's one of the more, it's one of the more famous ones. It's called Bane Haunted House. Have you ever heard of it? Um, I think I might have. It sounds familiar. It's pretty famous. It's a huge haunt. And clearly it is like very expensive. Mm -hmm. The scenery alone in this house, like you don't even need the scares. The scenery is like movie set quality. Damn. It's amazing. I've never walked through um, a haunt that was that well decorated. And the scares were very good. And they have kind of that weird thing that I don't actually like to participate in, which is the like, put this glow stick on and the the actors can touch you. Yeah. And I'm not really into that. Uh, it kind of makes it less fun for me. I, I, I like... It's one thing to jump out and scare me. It's another thing to like grab me or, or, you know. Yeah, no, that's that's how you get punched. Like if someone, I couldn't do a touch haunt because I would lose it. Like I wouldn't be able to keep from hitting somebody. If yeah, I, I would have a really hard time with it. I actually, uh, I had a friend, I won't say, I won't say his name, but he was this little gay guy who uh, I used to do shows with at Plays in the Park in Edison in New Jersey. And um he went through, I guess at Halloween, Madame Tussauds does like a haunted walkthrough mm-hmm. situation where it's the same kind. Of, it's like a haunted house. They like, you know, they fill up rooms with smoke and shit and decorations and you walk through and the actors jump out and scare you. And uh, he was walking through and there was one section where you're walking and there's all these like prison bars on one side of you and on the other side is a wall and it's pretty narrow. It's like just enough room for you to like walk through Mm -hmm. and the 
prison area is like filled with fog so you can't see into it and actors would like run out of the fog and scare you right and (laughs) he was walking through and i guess he wasn't expecting it and this actor this actress like popped through the bars and like scared him Mm -hmm. and he like threw himself back against the wall and just like (laughs) i feel so bad telling this story uh uh, just like his his gut reaction was to like slap her, <laughs> and she just like recoiled, and he was like, "Up!" Oh. And she just like instantly started to like tear up and ran back into the fog. And he <laughs> panicked. He thought he was gonna get arrested because he assaulted this actor by accident. So he just like ran through the rest of the haunted house and left. And I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> So if you're going through a haunt this year, please don't slap the actors. Yes, please don't slap. <laughs> I was like, that poor actor was probably doing such a good job. And then he he ruined her night. At least he only slapped her. I know. Imagine what he could have done. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I would have reacted in a situation like that as an actor in a haunt. Cause yeah. I've talked about the fact that I did a haunt before mm-hmm. um, in drag, which was a lot of fun. And I, ta- you know, I was obviously, a, I was a clown. That was where that whole look that I put together came from. And uh, I never had any bad experiences even. And I was in like Manhattan, yeah, you know, where you would expect kind of like anything could happen, <laughs> but People were generally, like, respectful and, like, it's a lot of, like, macho straight dudes who, like, get really scared and hide behind their girlfriends. <laughs> it's, like, it's fun. It was a lot of fun. And my clown was pretty scary. I'll post a photo uh, on social media when when the episode comes out. Uh, it was – I was a pretty scary clown, if I do say so myself. I have seen the pictures. So and I concur. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and I was really good at scaring people. I like didn't do a lot. I didn't make any noise. I would just hide behind this like hanging corpse and they would walk into the room and get scared by the other clowns in the room. And then they would start to walk forward and I would like inch out from behind the corpse and I would have like these like white colored contacts in so I, you could just see like the pupils and they were and they would immediately be like oh no <laughs> and then I had fake like like pennywise teeth in mm-hmm. my mouth and I would slowly like smile and and like bare the teeth and that was when they would all like scream and run <laughs> and it was so easy like the easiest scare in the world I feel like sometimes that's the thing like you go through the haunt and you see these actors and they're all like yelling and screaming and doing things like that. and some of that is necessary and some of it is fun but then there are other times where it's like oh this scare could have been a lot more simple you could have done this like much easier and that is like the perfect example it's like all you need is that like the moment of like wait what the fuck is that oh my god i need to get out of here <laughs> that was like that is one of my favorite halloween things i've ever done in my life uh that said obviously this year halloween is much different we uh we have a lot more craziness going on in the world and we've talked a lot about how um we don't want covid to kind of rob us of this amazing holiday and i i know that you (laughs) um you posted a, a a post about how you are not going to allow covid to rob you of this amazing opportunity since we have like daylight savings time on Halloween 
It's a full moon. On a full it's moon a on a Saturday. <laughs> like it is... it is the perfect Halloween. <laughs> the perfect Halloween. Um, do you have plan- like COVID safe plans this Halloween? Yeah, no. Um, we are going back to my friend's house. We're going to decorate. We're gonna still going to carve the pumpkins mm-hmm. um, because that's all stuff that we can do while being socially distant. That's not a big deal. Um, I know that the town that she lives in has not banned trick-or-treating. Yeah. So we're going to put out stuff for the kids. Um, I'm not sure how exactly. I think she's doing goodie bags so they don't have to like rummage through the bowl. Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. And even, you know, I had thought about this because I was like, we've talked before. I've said, like, I always put candy out for trick-or-treaters in my building, even though there's not that many of them. I was like, well, should I put out, like, king-size bars with, like, a little bottle of hand sanitizer <laughs> attached? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, here, take this candy and be safe. Uh, because that's important to me. I want, I want, you know, everyone to have a really fun, safe Halloween as well. Um, I I do wonder what's going to happen. It's kind of up in the air at the moment. But I guess the nice thing is, like, if there was a holiday that was built for this, it's probably Halloween because everyone's wearing masks and shit anyway. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just don't touch people. Stop touching. Yes, no touching. Stay six feet apart. Yeah. Like... And that's the thing. It's like, go out and have your fun. Just be mindful of, of what's going on and, and uh, you know, don't don't try to pretend it's not happening because obviously it is. But And if you're unfortunate enough to live someplace that has banned trick-or-treating, if that was something you were planning on doing, like, don't don't ignore that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm sure there's got to be a way to... I don't want to say get around it because that makes it sound like it's unjustified or that you should be trying to ignore the protocol. I guess there's got to be a way to work with it. There are alternatives. Like, um, I was reading online in preparation for this episode because I knew we were going to be talking about this a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, There was one person who was going to buy their kids a bunch of candy and have them trick-or-treat their own house. Like, go for a walk around the block, trick-or-treat their own house, and keep going. Hmm. I thought that was an interesting idea. That is um, interesting. I don't know how fun that would really be, but it's in there. You know, <laughs> it's an idea. <laughs> it's, it's, an, it's an idea. Um, a lot of people were saying, you know, we're going to watch scary movies and we're going to eat candy. And, you know, we're going to have kind of a chilloween. I mean, that's kind of my plan for Halloween this year is like, I'm going to bake spooky goods and I'm going to get buy a pack of candy for myself. I'm off my diet for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to have a good time because I think that like, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with um, keeping the spirit of the holiday alive and, you know, no pun intended. Uh, or pun intended, who knows? I th- I just think my hope is that people will find a way to to do the best with what they've got this year. Um, obviously, being safe, but you know, you it might mean being a little creative with how you do things this year. Even the idea of like 
maybe you're not trick-or-treating, but maybe everybody puts a bucket of candy out on on a fence post or on their mailbox. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, like, you don't have to go and uh, be, you know, going up to people's doors and interacting with them. But you can go house to house and and trick or treat and if i know if i lived in a neighborhood where like i had a a house i would sit on my porch and put candy at the end of the walkway and and like wave to people and and compliment their costumes but maintain social distancing and uh being safe i think i think it's gonna take a little extra zhuzhing this year but i think my hope is that everyone will kind of try to participate and they won't just chalk it up to they won't just call it a wash and like and and say fuck it yeah that's my hope i hope that everybody kind of does their best to participate this year i don't know i it just makes me so sad it makes me so sad because if nothing uh, else i feel like this is like the kind of thing we need during times like this like we we need as humans we need this kind of thing when we're stressed out and mm-hmm. everyone's stressed out <laughs> everyone's stressed out and everyone's scared and everyone's uh you know everyone's working through it in their own way so my hope is that we'll find a way to uh let this be a little a little levity in a, in a time of otherwise kind of crazy <laughs> yeah no for real um, I hope you guys liked this episode. I love talking about haunts. They're one of my favorite parts of Halloween. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do this time of year. If you have a favorite haunt that you want us to know about, obviously I want to know because I want to go. Want to know, want to <laughs> go, send it to me. Let me know. Uh, I think a lot of people think I'm kidding when I say I want to hear from you. I really, truly do. I want to hear from you about your favorite haunts and your favorite haunted activities to do this time of year. Uh, send them to us spookygayfam at gmail.com or any of the social media it's spooky gay family in most places my spooky gay family in most places uh and that's about it i hope you guys enjoyed this episode let us know what your covid prepared halloween is looking like and we will see you next (laughs) week for more so until then stay spoopy and remember My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Elon, and this episode contains clips from The Addams Family, distributed by Paramount Pictures 1991. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Dewar Productions. Barbara Dewar.